Welcome back to Cryptoholics. Uh, that was my impression of uh, Carlos Matos uh, from the, the BitConnect stuff back in the day. Do you I, remember that? I have no idea, but I love how you start the shows. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's a soft soft intro for the most the, the craziest, most serious uh, show that exists, you know, where we don't drink beer and talk about crypto and stuff we don't do any of that i'm just kidding we do all of that uh, <laughs> you're muted on uh you're muted on twitter still um but yeah welcome back to another episode uh what's going on this has been a crazy week dude i i lost uh power because okay do you want to know how much you pay uh every two months for like my electricity bill how much this month came up around four dollars and sixty cents man my power bill it's a it's a fixed fixed rate at this point but it's like 90 bucks a month 90 bucks okay, well. it's that's low though like most people in the u.s are like 150 you know yeah. like more than that which really bothers me. Like maybe I should start my own Bitcoin mining rig. Like, you know, like, like just have a hundred computers. I mean, I know that of course, uh, at least here in Mexico, when you go over a certain amount of, of electricity, then, then you go like to the next tier and then your, uh, your bill goes like three X or something like that. So since I don't really use power for anything else other than the computer, that's, that's, pretty low but the problem was that i forgot to pay it so oh, nice <laughs> yeah so i was like three four hours without any electricity and hopefully nobody from mexico is listening here like nobody from the government of course we are so popular oh. that yeah yeah it could be but uh i just asked the local guy like i live in a small town so i asked the local guy to <clears throat> basically um uh how, what's the word like like hardwire no not hardwire hotwire the 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 power for me so he he came to my house and he unblocked uh the electricity and i paid like 10 minutes later but like when they come back to see oh yeah we're we're here to unblock your your power i'm gonna say like oh no your friend just came 10 minutes ago so don't worry about that. Wow. Yeah, but the problem is, uh, since I didn't have any internet or anything, I just played chess um, <laughs> for almost three hours. And I started with a 1,235 ELO, and I finished with a 1,250. So that's only 15 points above. And uh, usually when you win, you win like seven or eight points. So I played like 20 games and it, it was like wasting three hours. The good part is that since I like I have an account on 3Speak, which is a YouTube alternative where there's no uh, censorship, there's no banning, there's no any, no, no nothing from centralized uh, web to applications like YouTube or or maybe even Facebook videos and stuff like that. So I recorded three episodes of my chess sessions where I just go on rants because I lose my queen or because I 
miss a checkmate in one or shit like that. So that's a good thing. But yeah, that's my week. Wow. wow. Uh, mine has not been that eventful, I guess. Uh, I've just worked a lot. It's been, uh, you know, end of the month, start of the month, all flowing together. So, you know, beer is good now. Cheers. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, guys. If you're joining live, if you're watching later, we appreciate you. Follow us on Spotify, please. We are already so we can... above 100 followers. On yeah, Spotify. we uh, full transparency. I did a little bit of a, a promotion thing for the Spotify. So, you know, hopefully it's it's actual people uh, claims to be not bots and shit. So, you know, and they, they appear to be U.S. based, a lot of them, because you can look at, like, the analytics and shit. So, who knows? But that just means, you know, we have the ability to do ads and shit now. Uh, whenever that gets approved, we'll see. We'll see. We will but that's a boring, that's a really boring topic, though. <laughs> I like What's your not boring uh, is this, this incredible uh, satire article I found earlier. Uh, and it was just so wacky that for a second I was like, is this satire? Uh, <laughs> so the Hex team, if have you heard of Hex? It's a, it's a shit coin. Uh, I haven't after, really heard. Uh, it's made by this guy, Richard Hart. That's, uh, uh, I don't know. He's a questionable fellow. Anyway, so the Hex team announced that uh, they are now a religion and not <laughs> not a not a crypto project or a security. And I was like, this just sounds like something that that goofball would say. Like, if you watch the interviews with the guy, like it, and this is something that I don't follow, but I just like hate watch some things because it's so funny to me. Uh, so I watched an interview with this guy, and I'm like. All he talks about is how much money he has and like how much designer clothes and like he's wearing like these crazy designer clothes and stuff all while running this crypto project. That's an obvious scam. But you have people that are like obsessed with it and think it's, it, you know, it's going to the moon. It's the next big thing. Um, yeah. So this fucking goofball, I would not be surprised if he was like the heck it, Hey hexagons, uh, we're we're a religion now. This is no longer, uh, <laughs> this is no longer a crypto project. It is the Church of Hextology. <laughs> so true yeah. to be true. To without a uh, without any context, it is not that funny. But look the dude up. It's he's such a goofball. Uh, and then related to that, um. There's this supposed blockchain launching called uh, Pulse Chain. Have you heard of this? Pulse Chain. No, I I only heard about the new blockchain that's going out that I sent. Oh, I didn't send it to you. So, mm. Yeah. So there's this other blockchain. I will tell you all uh, when you're finished. But what's yeah, like yeah. this new blockchain? You're... So Pulse Chain, I think, is kind of run by the same goofball Richard Hart. I, I may be wrong on who runs it, whatever. So it's supposedly going to be a, a proof-of-stake version of Ethereum that does a one-to-one -one airdrop of every single ERC-20 token on Ethereum. Okay. So, like, say, for example, you have some ETH, you have some Hive or whatever. Yeah. Uh, when the snapshot happens, you would get an equivalent amount of 
of Peahive tokens on the Pulse chain too. Uh, so super, super shitty concept, but like, you know, obviously people are like free money. So it got really big. Uh, and it was talked about for a long time, uh, like a year ago, but I don't think it's ever going to happen. I hope it doesn't ever happen. sounds like a scam. Yeah. You know? Like, are people going to be able to, uh, do cross chain swaps from that chain to the others? No, I think the thing would be, these would be like derivative assets, technically, you know, because it's kind of a clone of another asset on another chain. And obviously, you know, you're not going to increase the supply of that token. So you have these derivative assets and what are they really derived from if they're just like a clone? So and you can't I, move I them assume, from that chain. I would assume that they would have their own market and everything if someone actually wanted to go buy it. I don't really know. But it's wild to think about. Like, look it up. Pulse chain. So, so insane. Yeah. That's <laughs> this uh, this sure. week I have done a lot of research about a lot of stuff, like trying to find some alpha on some stuff. Yeah. And I did find out something amazing that I'm not going to buy. But uh, you remember that a few episodes ago, you told me about Logan Paul and their crypto zoo. Yeah, yeah. It was was that the name Crypto Zoo? Crypto Zoo, yeah, with the zoo token. Yeah, so yeah. This guy uh, around sixty days ago or something like that, maybe a little bit more. Uh, he said, "Okay, I'm going to build Crypto Zoo in thirty days, and I'm going to show you that uh, Logan Paul is not that he didn't want to do it; is that he explicitly and specifically wanted to scam you out of your money." Because it's a very easy project to do, so he started just like in spite of, like like just 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 to spite yeah. Logan Paul, and he actually came up with a very nice concept. So it's been like seventy days, and he's already like, uh, if I remember correctly, it's been like a hundred or maybe ten thousand users. I don't know, but he managed to develop the project perfectly, and it's called Degen Zoo. Um, <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. Degen Zoo. I love that. <laughs> and apparently it's it's going well. It's like... You know what's, what's wild about that too is like when he was talking about this cool game to play that he's making that's going to earn you money, it's like he was talking about it like it was this incredible thing and the developer of it was like, I cooked it up in like two hours. Yeah. Uh, but then obviously never came out or whatever but like that just goes to show i don't know influencer tokens and projects and whatever don't buy those not financial advice but don't uh yeah you're almost guaranteed to lose money yeah and it's just like okay so djinsu uses a deflationary token and an nft collection featuring 120 endangered species to simulate capitalism's impact on animal extinction. And they don't even have a token yet. Um, it's all been a, uh, like in alpha development. They have a test net. So apparently they already have a good backend. There's a story, there's a light paper. And yeah, it, it looks like something that may, um, and even the graphics are good. It's just djinzu.co. Uh, not financial advice, but I'm going to keep an eye on this. Maybe at one point I'll decide that 
could could end up being something good. You know, it reminds me uh, of this this game that came out on Binance Smart Chain uh, well over a year ago. It's when like Crypto Bleeds was getting popular. I don't know if you remember Crypto Bleeds. I've heard, uh, yeah. Is it is just a shitty click to play, you know, play to earn game. And for some reason the token like immediately skyrocketed in value. And I was selling skill tokens that I was like basically click farming for like a hundred dollars each in Minecraft, obviously. But yeah, these token the skill tokens went uh from like, you know, a couple pennies to like a hundred and something dollars each and then crashed down within like a week it was it was nuts um but my defi uh my defi pet was what i was talking about um it was like a kind of like the zoo game style thing where you have your pets and you um you breed them and you can basically stake them as nfts um in these farms and earn you know d pet tokens and i don't know uh i did play it a little bit but then they super hyped up this, uh, you know, the raids and boss battles and shit. And it ended up being a steaming pile of dog shit. So uh, <laughs> no offense to anyone that's into it, but <laughs> the game is terrible. Uh, that's the thing about a blockchain game. Like, it, at least make it a good game. Please. If you're going to develop a play to earn or like a, you know, whatever kind of game, please at least make it good first before you up a bunch of tokens and you know whatever you do i mean it's just it's exactly how um how a lot of projects go like there's there's so much money in the space and there are like most of it is dumb money and money that uh people made without i don't want to say deserve it but because people like if if you have it odds are that you did something to deserve it it's not like somebody gave, gave it to you for free so they deserve it because they degened into something or they, they went in at the right moment or whatever. But there's so much dumb money that projects can be useless and have a huge market cap and projects can be amazing. And nobody even glances at them because it's just, it's so weird how crypto projects in, I, I don't want to say, chains that are not ethereum because even on ethereum there are a lot of projects that do not deserve to have that market cap like dog water like just they're nothing yeah yeah, yeah. And, and i mean and i know that a lot of projects are just uh, like money laundering schemes and stuff like that in minecraft but uh yeah. i don't know man it just hurts what to to see amazing projects have a 500,000 market cap and see projects that are complete trash and have a 500 million market cap. Yep. Which really hurts. And the problem is that a lot of people go into projects just because of the hype, and they are just exit liquidity for other people, like for the people who, who hype the project. Or, like, I, I try to avoid any project that I see on Twitter or on, uh, or on any other crypto platform related, crypto related platform. But uh, be, because the thing is, if an influencer is shilling you something, they already have tokens and they just want you to be their exit liquidity. But when yeah, you they're see, just dumping their bag. yeah, exactly. But when you see people with a thousand followers, 
and one of their tweets reaches you because uh, either they went viral or they got retweeted by the correct person. And then you hear about this, about whatever they are talking about. But then you check their profile and they are not some shitty influencer who lives off of ads or or shielding other uh, like projects where they are vested in. Those are the real gems. And I think I've found a few over the past months, maybe. Mm. But but I have never found one that actually 100Xs and, and I managed to actually sell. <laughs> one day. One day it'll, it'll happen. You know, we, we learn this lesson over and over again with crypto. You have to take profits. At, at some point, you have to book some kind of profit. You, bag holding to zero is not the way, uh, at least in most cases. Uh, you know, bag holding because you believe in something's totally different. Uh, but yeah. Speaking of uh, spicing things up, uh, <laughs> I read earlier that the uh, in the sandbox uh, they're building a Playboy Mansion. Um, it's making a penetration into Playboy is making a penetration into the metaverse with the construction of the Meta Mansion in the sandbox. Okay. Uh, what, what do you think about this? Mm. <laughs> I had to bring it up because it's just like, what the. F- yeah like honestly um as i said before it's just there's so much money and there's so much dumb money that that even the weirdest craziest idea can can actually flourish and become an actual project like for example us we started just this like oh let's drink on on fridays let's see what happens and now we are actually taking this seriously and we we want to bring uh real topics to have a schedule to have like like to not miss it any week and stuff like that. So I, I'm hesitant to say that the, the, the idea or the concept is shit, but I don't know, man. It, it's just, I, I can't even believe money is flowing into that. Here's, here's my take. Okay, cool. Build your metaverse playboy mansion. Cool. Spend however much money, build this thing, and you're obviously going to sell out of whatever NFTs you you sell. And it's supposedly going to have mini games and organized events and digital collectibles, all the you know the shit that that projects usually promise when they're building something in the metaverse. And nine times out of ten, none of those ever happen. Like I, I did a series on Hive where I explored a lot of different like metaverse experiences, and there's not much substance to them yeah excuse me uh so cool uh but i don't i I think like the whole appeal of the the playboy thing is obviously it's it's visual right but like the sandbox is all blocky and like uh pixelated and shit so like you're gonna have (laughs) these pixelated boxy chicks walking around with their skimpy little uh metaverse playboy bikinis or whatever and it's just like where's the appeal there I, if i want to go look at something i've got google you know what i mean like i don't need to go into the metaverse and and <laughs> explore the the playboy mansion it's just like not something that's gonna be it's not, not something that's gonna be popular in my opinion 
But hey, if they can get people to give them money, more I mean, power to them. I mean, one of the one one of the things I hate and love the most about crypto and practically every other ecosystem around is that. Uh, so, for example, right now, how many crypto uh, users do you think we are? Three hundred like, million? Uh, maybe that's yeah. a lot. Yeah. No, maybe no. No. Maybe that's a lot. That's a fucking lot. Maybe it's like 50 million. I don't know. I would say it's it's probably around 1% of the population or less. Okay, that, so 70, like, 80 million. No users, maybe. Yeah. yeah somebody okay. somebody fact-check me on that, but I, I would say somewhere yeah. less than 1%. So let's just go with 1%, 1 and give it a little extra. So let's just say 100 million. So uh, we are nowhere near where we want to be as an ecosystem or as a space right yeah and, and, the, and the the thing that irks me the most is that it's going to be the shittiest project that will take crypto mainstream you know <laughs> like odds yeah. are people are going to love crypto and start using it on a daily basis just because i don't know some version of candy crush goes mainstream or or, or or like some some pathetic shadow of what crypto can actually do and accomplish you know but it's more like most likely it's a shitty project that will go mainstream and make people adopt crypto and everyone else will be thankful uh, to them for that but i don't know man it's... fair enough <laughs> Like uh, uh, Budweiser, I think it was, did a, a metaverse thing where they built a, a a bar in, I think it was Decentraland or something like that. And you could go there and have virtual beers. And I, you know, for the content, I, I went in and I was like, I gotta, I, I gotta see this incredible experience that people are like paying for. Like, I gotta, I gotta see what all this is about. But that was the just <laughs> dumbest shit. <laughs> Yeah. And it was it was a virtual bar and you could get virtual beer so they did deliver on uh that so for whatever that's worth great great uh revenue revolutionary shit here people revolutionary yeah. <laughs> i, I mean, feel like just... you could do that in minecraft too if you were on the right server like someone's got a bar they built for sure yeah yeah exactly and I think that, that uh, do you know about the crypto brewmaster? Yeah, it's been so long since I've touched it, but I remember when it launched. Yeah. Uh, I was brewing some some beers. I, I don't know what's up with it now. I, I think it's evolved a lot. Yeah, I have no idea what they're doing, but. Uh, but. At least in theory, I like it. And the thing is, there's like, like for for example, on Facebook. Do you do you remember? I think it might be there already. Like, do you remember that that the phase or the era of Facebook games where you could invite people and join your farm or or your uh, like poker or whatever. Like people used to play a lot of games on Facebook before all the gaming apps came out to your cell phone, right? So um, I used to think the, the farming uh, games were so stupid. 
and dude they had all these suburban moms playing that eight hours a day it oh was god crazy crazy oh god well i got it we got to come back to that but keep going oh god yeah no i mean it's just that it's just like like some of the time like for example i i look at what trends today on tiktok and i think do this do, do, do people actually like this bullshit but then i remember the market <laughs> is like 14 year olds having depression problems and and not knowing who they are and and maybe thinking they're transgender or maybe like like all of these 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 waves that i don't even like i'm not even familiar with and and there's a whole culture and, and a whole market of these people so it's like what we were saying like two more two two weeks ago if your book goes mainstream you should be ashamed because that means that people actually i uh, like identify with that with with your work and normal people are not that bright so but yeah thinking uh, like like going back to the farm thing oh god you know the the uh, and i assume you're talking about the the facebook shit the the uh the what was it farm tales or yeah far, farm farmville. Yes. farmville yeah, yeah farmville. okay so my my parents both of them were so fucking obsessed with that game that they made like hella accounts like they, they just had a bunch of accounts they would like visit their other farm accounts and yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were like level like nine thousand, like just insane shit I, i don't even know if it goes that high my video is freaking out because i changed my lighting uh let me fix that but it, it was just like i got into it a little bit and I, i played a little bit of it and i was like okay this is this is not not me but there were like you said there were like the that middle age to older People that got obsessed with this this stupid fucking farm game, yeah. and and it is dangerous, yeah. man. It is dangerous because yeah. if you actually get into it, you will get hooked, like like, like really hooked yeah. up. It, it's like getting your fix every single day. Well, yeah. Then they added the <clears throat> they added the uh, the coins or whatever that you could buy, and it's like okay, now that we got you addicted, let's really let's ramp this up. Now give us fifty cents. Yeah. And you're like, okay, it's 50 cents. And then it's like four or five times a day. And, you know, then your kids are playing and they're like, mom, can I, can I do this microtransaction? It's only 50 cents. Can I get these coins? And now they got your whole fucking family hooked. It's, it's like those microtransactions, I get the business model because it works very well, but they, they really ruin a lot of games. Yeah, I mean, it's just like down, uh, DLC, downloadable content on uh, Vidya. Like, <clears throat> like, there's no, well, there are some, but most video games today, they are like, okay, so here's the normal version, and here's all the DLC, and if you want that, it's 25, 50 bucks more. And you're already paying like 70 bucks for, for a video game. And video games used to come with 100% of the gameplay, And yep. then maybe a year or two years later, the devs would come up with some DLC and it's like, oh, yo, guys, we, we made this for you and it's just going to be like 10 bucks. But now they come up with the full game and they just give you 70% of the game and they are like, oh, yeah, the other 30 is just DLC. <laughs> like, what the fuck? It's, it's like you go to a restaurant, you order a burger and you get the, the burger and it's just the buns. Like, yeah. you have to pay extra for the rest. Yeah. Like, 
and and every game imaginable has a battle pass now like did you notice that every game yeah. doesn't matter if you're playing call of duty you're playing fortnite you're whatever you're playing diablo immortal yeah which i really liked when it came out but it got ruined really fast blazes of course making his appearance and taking oh. down my green screen uh, buddy that's my green Ow. screen you gotta move uh he's going behind it of course he is he's gotta he's gotta pick his appearance that's our that's our uh our co-host blaze yeah. he's my my boy we'll have to have him on one day uh <laughs> But yeah, everything has a battle pass now. Everything, which if you don't know what that is, maybe you live in a cave at this point. But it's a monthly recurring subscription that you pay to have extra content in these games. And essentially, a lot of the time, it's just a pay to win situation. Exactly. Like, What's the fun in it? And that's, that's not even new, man. I remember that in 2002, 2002, this is 21 years ago. My dad got into a game called Gladiatus or Gladiatus. I don't really, really know how to pronounce that, but so yeah. he, he got into this, which was like you have your gladiator and then you go on hunts and then you can fight other other fighters in the arena. And every time you level up, you find new 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 weapons, new shields, uh, armor, and all that stuff. And then you have like all these. Um, all these stats that that's very normal right but the thing is once you reach a certain level let's just say that once you reach 30 because i don't really re remember the the uh this the specifics but i i just remembered about that game like three years ago and i went in to see how how it was and to see if it was like i remember and the thing is one once you reach uh, level 30 if you want like you could battle and uh, so someone in the arena every 10 minutes but if you paid ten dollars per week you only had to wait one minute to fight and then if you won you earned points you you increase your stats maybe you you could uh get better weapons or whatever and you also like if you wanted to go to the shop because there was obviously a shop you could buy with the in-game tokens well in that uh like coins in the in-game coins, you you could buy weapons and stuff like that. But if you wanted to buy better armor or better weapons or whatever, you needed uh, diamonds. And these diamonds, you can only get them through paying with real money. But this was 21 years ago. Like, the concept is not new. It's been there forever. And people are just like, I don't know if it's devs, if it's mar marketing gurus or whatever, but... People are finding to sell you the same breath in a different uh, package for so long. And I'm pretty sure that this game was just one of many that worked the same way. Yep. When I remember, uh, I don't know if you ever played any of the Diablo games, but back when Diablo 3 launched their real money exchange, dude, that was next level shit. And this was obviously probably somewhere around... 2013 okay. i don't know something like that so uh, yeah you know obviously that one's older but this was like the first iteration in like a triple a game that you know you could spend real money and i was farming up some items man i was i was 
I was slinging some items on the Real Money Exchange, man. It was it was nuts when it first launched, and everybody wanted these items so bad that they would just spend dumb amounts of money on them. I, I remember like specifically one item. I think I sold for like two or three hundred dollars, um, and it was just an item I found that was legendary, obviously. And yeah, I just threw it up on the exchange to see if someone would buy it, and they did. Uh, but then that devolved pretty quickly, uh, as you can imagine, because people are uh objectively horrible <laughs> and uh yeah, you think yeah so people like apparently people are not great sometimes and they ruin things so this has devolved into freemium games you get the you get the free game that gets you hooked on it then you gotta pay exactly it's, we've come full circle with gaming <laughs> yeah it's just like like for example i think uh, don't don't quote me on this or I mean you can this is all Minecraft so yeah, uh, yeah. I I read something about FIFA doing mi microtransactions and all that stuff and they got some sort of fines because like <clears throat> apparently there's there's someone no idea who or where but they are actually fighting like all of these um, businesses that target people uh, people that that target kids uh they cannot pull that that shit so apparently there's something being done about it i have no idea if it will come to anything but i mean there's like one one thing is to trick middle-aged people to farm and the other one is to trick nine-year-olds into and, and i think that's the reason youtube banned a lot of uh and i think they banned all of the advertisements on uh children's content because you can't really go brainwash kids right but yeah, apparently that's wrong <laughs> i mean yeah uh, who, who would have guessed who would have guessed that but you know what that's the whole business model in my opinion that's the business model get them young reel them in with this game and get them to spend their parents money without their parents knowing that's the whole business model, in my opinion, for a lot of this stuff. Obviously, some of it's not that, but the majority of it is. Like, I would say the majority of people that play Fortnite are probably in the 12 to 13-year-old range. Yeah. I could be wrong. but I'm pretty sure there are some 20 years old. Yeah, sure. There's, some <laughs> people that, there's surely some people that are our age that, that play these games. But I think that the, the majority of players are going to be your, your 12 to 14 year olds that are obsessed with, you know, uh, those squad, uh, you know, uh, MMO games where you just run around, pick up items and shoot each other and whoever wins wins. Yeah. Um, MMOs are yeah, massive. The, yeah, they're massive. And I mean, you've got celebrities like Travis Scott did a concert in, in Minecraft uh, maybe a year or two ago. <laughs> now that one was actually on Minecraft, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, was it Minecraft? No, it was Fortnite. I don't know. Okay. He did a he did a concert in one of them. I think it was Fortnite. Uh, but it was like this crazy huge thing. And millions of people joined it. Imagine how many of those are like twelve year olds that don't obviously don't have credit cards and stuff, but they have those things linked to their account by default because they downloaded that app on their parents' account, probably. Yeah. So they can just click buy, and then now they've got, you know, whatever their V bucks or whatever. They're buying V bucks, fifty cents at a time. They're like, it's not a big deal. Mom, mom, mom probably won't even notice. 
I think that's the whole market. It is. And have have you heard about Roblox? Roblox, yeah. It's so popular, man. So fucking a, popular. It's a playground for pedophiles. Pretty much because that's it, what Roblox is. Yeah, I like like for example, uh, uh, one of the like one of my my acquaintances uh, is a psychologist, and she uh, she she attends uh, kids only. All of them use Roblox. And yeah, all of them are addicted to Roblox. They 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 play on it like three four hours a day every single day. Yeah. And they're like eight to twelve years old. So I mean, I do agree that free capitalism is about finding ways to to sell and finding ways to make money. But and I know that, and as a libertarian, I wouldn't want the government to, to mess up. Or to me- or to get in the middle of, of of a company and their market, but there should be some rules, you know. And but the problem yeah. is who sets that rules, who who enforces the rules. That's the problem. But dude, that's so sick. It's really sick how how Roblox gets kids addicted. Yeah, and before we had Roblox, we had uh, Club Penguin, and you know stuff like that. The original metaverses. Yeah. You know. But again, they're 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 playgrounds for creepy people, pedophiles, you know. Yeah. Is Club Penguin the one that bans you for being racist? <laughs> I think they all do that, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think every Web two platform bans you for being racist. I mean, yeah, but uh, I mean, come on, back back when you had like Xbox Live and all that stuff with the with Halo three and stuff like that and. Yeah. Call of Duty, like you could be racist in game, and you no could. nobody would bat an eye, you know. But now it's like you you cannot even have a suggestive username because now that's that's apparently bad. But I mean, it's just game banter, you know. Game yeah. banter has been part of of gaming and um, of playing any sport, like yeah, since it's, since it's, forever. It's gaming culture. It's it's sports culture to like talk shit. Exactly, yeah. you're you're entitled to be racist and talk shit. <laughs> you know, it, it, it should be you're right. To be That's so fucking funny, but it's true. It is true, <laughs> and I'm not gonna take it personally. Like, if I play Call of Duty and someone says they fucked my mom, dude, I'm more power to him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, go ahead. <laughs> go. You, you like, probably you probably deserve to say that because you destroyed me in this game. So take it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just like. Come on, man! Like, like, it's like those bad luck Brian memes. Logs onto Call of Duty and finds out eighteen people fucked his yeah, mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. So, okay, <laughs> you have on on one hand, all these companies are are oh yeah, don't don't be racist. But on the other hand, oh yeah, of course, let's just sell all of this content to twelve year olds, and we are not in the bad. You know, so it's it's it, it's the rules for thee, not for me, all over again. That happens everywhere. Yeah, that leads me into uh, speaking of like scamming kids and like getting kids addicted to gambling and shit, because that's what that is. Yeah, you're getting you're getting kids addicted to gambling because they can buy these loot crates or whatever in this game, and they get that dopamine hit, like, oh, I might get a legendary item or whatever. Yeah. So you're getting these kids addicted to gambling. 
So then you have uh, crypto betting sites like Rubet uh, that are also getting kids addicted to gambling <laughs> and they're paying people to advertise it on Twitch, which is not allowed. So you, you've got this uh, Aiden Ross, I think is the guy that's like one of the big uh, uh, gambling advertisers or whatever. And he launched his own uh, Twitch competitor called kick.com. Okay. Uh, I don't I, I don't remember where I was hearing this. I, I think it was the uh, Moist Critical on YouTube. He does really good videos yeah, about like those games guy. and stuff. Uh, yeah, he was talking about it and yeah. So apparently, um, Twitter, uh, not Twitter, Twitch is cracking down on on gambling, advertising, and stuff like that. So, what does the rich guy do? He's gonna go launch his own platform that's built on advertising gambling to kids. Yeah, allegedly, in Minecraft. In Minecraft, yeah. I don't know if I can even say that, but it, you know what I mean. It's it's just like clearly you're advertising to children because a lot of the games are are like candy bait, like Candy Crush, you know, stuff like that. But you're having them bet crypto and shit on it. Yeah, I'm, you think they're KYCing everybody? Of course not. No and, chance. And that's another no double chance. standard, man. Like. Oh no, you cannot bet like you cannot promote betting on Twitch. But hey, if you're a half naked girl just playing video games at a very, very poor level and your tit slips off and 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 then kids masturbate to you, you are good Thank to go. You. Let's just monetize you're your content. And your your OnlyFans subscribers take a shoot up like a fucking <laughs> rocket. Exactly. Advertising you're essentially you're breaking their terms of service, but I mean, they're making money off it, so yeah, it's, it's, that's the problem with centralized systems, people. I Anybody mean, listening? <laughs> they make the rules. Exactly. Uh, they make the rules and fuck you. That's it. <laughs> fuck you. I mean, have, <laughs> have you heard of po Pokemane? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I have no idea how she has so many followers. Like, I think she makes like a million dollars a month. Just by that's on the low end. Probably. She's making like two, three million a month. Yeah. I mean, uh, streaming as a as a gamer on Twitch, uh, and of course, I'm sure she has an OnlyFans and you know all this other stuff. She's one of those ones that could sell their bathwater. You know? Yeah, like Belle Delphine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the one that was selling gamer girl bathwater, wasn't it? Yeah, it was her, and she made a lot of money, and apparently she lost it, or. Or I have no idea what happened because I, I tried not to go down the rabbit hole in that kind of topics. But <laughs> apparently, like, like, like some, sometimes you just get dragged down the rabbit hole. It's like when you hate watch something like, you know, you're going to you know, you're going to hate it. But you watch it. It's like it's like a like a train wreck. Like you can't look away kind of shit. Yeah. Speaking about hate watching. uh <laughs> Have have you played the the new Howards? Have have we spoken about this topic? No, no, no. The new Hogwarts, uh, Harry Potter, Hogwarts game. Legacy. Yeah, I, my my good friend is obsessed with it. Uh, she's been playing the shit out of it, but no, I haven't played it myself. Okay. I assume it's I assume it's kind of like I don't want to say elementary level, but 
low level open world gaming is what i assume it is yeah like for people that have never experienced something like that yeah i, I, know. I could be totally wrong but that that's kind of how i perceive it i have seen like 10 minutes of a gameplay and apparently a spectrum of the political uh population didn't want to buy it because uh jk rowling the the, oh, the writer of harry potter yeah apparently she's transphobic and racist and all the bigot big the bigotry um words one can be she is so uh all of that part like all of that spectrum didn't want to buy the game because of that and the other spectrum wanted to buy the game just to to show the other spectrum that that that's how things are done or i don't know some shit like that but the moment so, i heard that it wasn't racist i i didn't want to buy it <laughs> no i'm just kidding yeah you, you stopped wanting to buy it when yeah. it stopped being racist. <laughs> I, i get it <laughs> uh we we don't condone racism no of course certain. not uh, absolutely not uh but yeah it's i don't know man that that's that's just a sure okay maybe the creator whatever is racist who cares but is the game good though that's what i care about i don't care about the the political standing of the developers or whoever was involved like i just want to play a good fucking game exactly people get wrapped up in the like politics and and whatever of like it's just like just like the rick and morty thing with justin roland yeah sure he did some shit whatever But the show is still really good, and I hope it continues to be. So, yeah, I haven't played it, but it looks to be pretty fun. I, I don't know. I've seen I've seen a little bit of gameplay of it. It looks fun. Looks like you're, and I keep I keep saying elementary. That's not what I mean. But it's like a, a like low basic. Le- yeah, kind of like a low level. If you've never played an open world RPG kind of game, you can play this one and not be confused. Yeah. But if you jump into something like Fallout 76, you're going to be like, what the fuck do I do? Exactly. Even yeah, I'm the running out of bullets, I've got to craft bullets, and well, you know, I've got to scavenge for shit to repair my armor. But you know, on this game, you, do, you learn your spells, and you don't run out of those. And you know, it's kind of like a low-level kind of thing, in my opinion. But it yeah. looks like a good game. Yeah. And I just wanted to say that, yeah, maybe a lot of people are just hate-playing <laughs> it. Because hate is something that Like I, I think that I read somewhere that the, the like obviously love and hate are the most passionate feelings that one can get. So if you manage to bring out love or hate out of someone, that person will engage. So that's why you find a lot of uh, controversial articles just just written in the most a uh, yellow kind of way just just to generate clicks and just just to hate click like so so people hate click and that's that's yeah. a great strategy so i mean yeah. good like any news are good news like any marketing is good marketing and if you have like both sides fighting because it's red and because it's blue yep that's it Any marketing is good marketing, especially when you run a shitty NFT project or crypto scam or whatever. <laughs> uh, like like Arby Swap. Uh, 
I think I sent you a link to this article. It was yeah. a, an art, uh, a decentralized exchange that runs on Arbitrum, RB Swap, and they had this token uh, called RB or whatever. And you know, it's it's your typical you know Dex coin or whatever. But apparently, they rug rug pulled pretty hard uh, yeah. for about a hundred k, which in the grand scheme of things is not a lot. But that's where we're at in crypto. You have random decentralized exchanges popping up everywhere. And if you're a crypto person, uh, you know, sometimes you do your research, sometimes you don't. And that's what they're that's what they're targeting. Wow. I, I feel like maybe I've even used RB swap at one point. I feel like maybe I did, but I never bought their shitty token. Uh, I, I feel like I used it. Yeah, maybe I'm thinking about something else. But I, I have used a Dex or two on Arbitrum, and there's not a lot, so maybe I did use it. Yeah, and get me though. And the funny thing is that there's so much money on Arbitrum right now. Like you know, that's yeah, that's the popular thing now. Yeah, it was Polygon, now it's Arbitrum. Yeah, I mean or, it's the shiny whatever. new thing. Yeah, it's the shiny new thing. Uh, like optimism and you know whatever other layer two for ethereum like the, the i wanted to talk about this too the gorly test net or however you say it i think it's gorly gorly or whatever yeah like go go early right yeah gorly eth is a test net <laughs> token for ethereum on their gorly test net and there's people fucking buying it for real ETH. Yeah. And and providing liquidity so you can trade between ETH and and uh, I, I guess you would call it Geth or, or Geth. I don't know how you would say it. But yeah, I was like, dude, you're, you're providing liquidity between an actual asset and Chuck E. Cheese tokens. Yeah. <laughs> Is that not the same thing? This is a <laughs> testnet token. I can go get a hundred of them for nothing, or a million. Yeah. From whatever, from what what faucet, you know? <laughs> Chucky cheese tokens. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, you're LP mining Chucky e. cheese tokens. Yeah, exactly. That that you can't even redeem for pizza or whatever. But they have a market. They have an estimated value. You have people spend, I think it's somewhere around 30 cents. But these are test net tokens that aren't even real. I mean, if at you... what point, though, at what point can that test net become like an actual working thing and product? Exactly. Because it can, theoretically. It can. It, it definitely can. I mean, and I, I was just going to say, sorry for interrupting you, but try. Okay, so this is where shit gets real. Try to explain a normal person the difference between G-ETH and ETH without Impossible. going too technical. Impossible. Because both are the same. Yeah. Like, both are funny money that gets value because people buy it. So the moment people start buying all of these tokens on a, on a testnet and there's an actual market and there's an actual uh, uh, like supply and demand and all that stuff, 
then then the the tokens will have value the problem is that i'm pretty pretty sure that all of this market activity and and, and uh, market value is just to get people like to rip off people and more people will jump in and there will be a rug eventually but that's the thing if you try to explain like when whenever i'm i'm trying to argue with uh financial and economy like what's the word economists like from a from uh like they have a degree on on economy and shit like that the first thing i i i tell them is okay what gives value to the dollar and then i ask them yeah what do you think gives value to crypto okay so now find the difference they are the same picture it's just that one is backed by the government and the other one is backed by the people but it's the same yeah. ponzi scheme it's just yeah. like the the government is not is not happy with crypto because it's not their ponzi scheme you know yeah they don't have a way to, to take money from it that's the thing well they do they they tax it but yeah. they don't have a way to actively take money from it aside from sending out those letters like you owe us money yeah yeah exactly yeah. but it is the same with this testnet and every other testnet as long as there's market and there's supply and demand i mean who knows hey you know i i just think of it from the perspective of you know i actually do use the test nets to test them just yeah. to see <laughs> uh and it's just like you can go get a hundred test ETH for free to test these different you know features and and the speed of the of the chain and you know whatever else you want to test but there's some fucking idiot out there that's like i need to buy those hundred ETH that are on the test net and they don't know the difference like this has to be a market for people that have no idea what they're doing yeah so gorly eth apparent apparently is the new uh the new thing uh. <laughs> and i was like dude i, I don't know I'm on the line about talking about this, but uh, around four years ago, I mean, we were all newbies, right? So around four years ago, I was browsing my wallets and I didn't know there was a lot of wallets. Do you remember I lost my wallet where I have all these got some chain uh, oh. cards and all that stuff? Anyway, that's... Yeah, you, that's got some, you got some... Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That, deep scars. I get it. That's that's another story that we already spoke about. But I have like four thousand dollars that I lost in that wallet. But anyway, I have like four or five wallets, and then I went in uh, into one of them and I checked, and I had like a one thousand Ethereum when it was like, I don't know, like two hundred, three hundred bucks. I can't remember. Maybe it was less. I don't know. But anyway, I thought I was rich and somebody had messed up with the with the transactions. I went to my girlfriend and I said, we are rich. We're going to go <laughs> like like we were so happy and shit. Yeah, and, yeah. and then like a couple of days passed uh, because I wanted to cool down and I didn't want to make any uh, unwise decisions. So I go into my computer again. I open the MetaMask wallet. I try to send them and I see I, I like I, I see that I don't I'm not receiving them that that because I I transfer them to Binance. 
and then I went there I, and I tried to poke around and all that shit. And I realized it was a testnet. And I was like, what, what's this testnet? I have no idea yeah. what it is. So yeah. I go online and I check what is a testnet. Oh, yeah, it's just funny money that you can use just to check how the network works. Dude, I was <laughs> depressed for like two weeks. My girlfriend got mad at me. Uh, like of course. We, we canceled <laughs> a lot of plans, shit like that. But I mean, yeah. it happens. <laughs> it happens. It happens to the best of us, man. Yeah. Uh, I I know what you mean. I uh, yeah, I know what you mean. It's been an interesting ride. Uh, you had testnet tokens. You had ICOs. You had you know. You ever you ever get any any of the original ICOs? Uh, actually, maybe we don't want to talk about this. Uh, just in just in case interested parties may be listening, I think we just have Taskmaster and someone else from Hive though, so we might be good. But we do have over a hundred followers on Spotify, so yeah, we have to take care of what we say. And we we've got an audience, man. A lot. How many times can you say "fuck" in an episode? Uh, I think it was three or four. I think we are around six right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um can't do that anymore you know what the, the the crazy thing is i think it's how frequently you say it i don't think it's how many times you say it i think it's how many how many fucks there are in a given minute or two of the episode oh okay you know? before it becomes like explicit content you can only say like yeah. fuck like a certain amount of times yeah i may have just done that yeah now, now giving that example are, so if we lose back. advertising on this one that's on me yeah you owe us 30 cents. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we have another another listener. It's Taskmaster Abdex9 and you and me. So, hey, guys. Shout out to you guys for, join, uh, for tuning in uh, live while we have a beer and talk about all the wacky crypto stuff that's going on. Yeah, and some nerd chat and, and uh, geek fuckery. <laughs> Geek buggery. That might have put us over the line. I don't know. Yeah. But you know what? Snoop Dogg has joined up with Rubet. I, I I think I totally forgot where I was going with the Rubet mention earlier. Uh Rubet is a is a crypto betting platform. Snoop Dogg has joined crypto uh, has joined Rubet as their chief Ganjaru officer. Chief what? <clears throat> Ganjaru. Oh, Ganjaru. So like yeah, a ganja yeah. guru? I you know, I'll leave it up to interpretation. Yeah. He joined their team though. So you know, you've got Snoop Dogg repping your name. You're going to sell insane amounts of whatever you're selling. Yeah. And what they're selling is gambling to kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Yeah. Because you don't have to be any certain age or anything to to connect your wallet and start gambling on these websites. They're they're registered in like weird countries like Curacao and and shit like that. You know. Yeah. In mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. In Minecraft. But I mean that that's 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 very brave from him, you know. Because I mean, do you remember all the Kim Kardashian fiasco? Then Tom Brady getting in the deep side of 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 things with the FTX, uh, Justin Bieber, like there's a lot of famous people that 
you might have thought they were untouchable that got in trouble just because of that. Like, like that's ballsy of Snoop Dogg. It is. And, you know, I don't know if you know this, but but Snoop Dogg is a is a I guess you would call him a crypto influencer. Really? Or an NFT influencer. So he knows his chats. He's not just. He revealed himself as uh, Cosimo de Medici, which is an alias on uh, Ethereum. He owns like 15, 20 million dollars worth of NFTs on Ethereum. Wow. Yeah. So you're you're talking about a pretty influential guy in the space. Like this is this is the 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 D O double G we're talking about. Yeah. You know, the original OG. Yeah. Pretty much. And uh, I mean, even like with that amount of money, <clears throat> like you wouldn't trust an influencer just because he knows crypto, but he can actually speak for himself in terms of, okay, so this is my wallet and this is how much I've made. This is what I hold. I'm not just talking out of my ass because somebody paid me to, to yep. shield this. I'm actually part of the crypto industry. I like, I'm, he's basically saying I'm one of you. Yeah. So I'm not just this artist with money and with pool. I'm one of you. You know what's what he has so much influence in the NFT and crypto space that some fucking idiot uh, paid four hundred and fifty thousand US dollars for a plot of land in Sandbox next to Snoop Dogg's mansion. Oh, just to live in the Sandbox. Not, <laughs> not to live next to it, to have a virtual piece of real estate next to it. Yeah. But I mean, there will be a point where we won't have physical bodies. We will be uploaded to the metaverse, right? Yeah, yeah. Once the simulation comes to a, a, a peak, we may actually be in the metaverse. But I don't think it's going to be the sandbox. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're talking about, and this is not to talk shit about the sandbox. Actually, it, it from from a gamer perspective, it's the most game-like metaverse experience that I've ever had. And I've, you know, for the content, I, I dive yeah. into into metaverse stuff. And Decentraland is, I don't know, it's snake oil. It, like, it, there's not substance to it. But the Sandbox, they actually do have, like, kind of like mini games you play within the game. So, like, maybe you're open world and you're just, like, exploring and doing quests, but then you hop into, like, say, the Dracula experience and you're in a dungeon and you have weapons and health and you have to fight your way through the dungeon. So, there you go. As a metaverse, probably the most game-like one. Uh, but again, yeah, it's crazy what people will spend money on. Speaking about metaverse, uh, I know that the crypto company is not a metaverse per se. It's more like a game, like an open world kind of game. But uh, I've been poking around. It seems like, like they have the, the, they have a good concept. I don't know if they will pull it off, but they have a good concept. And for those who don't know what CryptoCompany.ceo is. Phil can tell you more because I have not a broad 
understanding. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not a I'm not a team member of the project, but my my crypto project GM Friends is an official partner for crypto company CEO at this point, and I think they have a great concept. You know, until we see a final product, who knows? But I, I think they really do have something that's gonna it's gonna be pretty popular because not only is it kind of like an open world MMO game, but you also can learn about different things on Hive and maybe potentially other blockchains. So it's going to be kind of like a learn and earn while you play kind of thing. Which would be amazing. Yeah. Because, I mean, every crypto project under Grandma have a, a learn section or a university section or whatever. Like, how, however they want to call it, everyone's got their own concept of let's educate people which is an amazing an amazing thing because uh, what we need as uh, as an industry is to educate people and to teach them how crypto works in reality so they don't fall for scams so they don't invest in rug pulls and like so, like so crypto zoo yeah exactly I, I i was gonna say so they don't invest in people instead of projects so I think this is a good concept because if it manages to get adopted and it manages to actually teach people how the crypto industry works, I think they have a future. I don't know how big the future will be because projects on Hive struggle with uh, scalability. Well, not scalability. Scalability is a good aspect of Hive. Projects on Hive struggle with adoption. So They're in like an echo chamber. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I don't want to give any specific examples, but you have projects on Hive that are only really adopted by people on Hive. You don't really have, like, normies, except for maybe Splinter Splinterlands. You got normies playing, maybe. Yeah. That, that don't even know they're interacting with the blockchain. Maybe they maybe they just play. But that's but the yeah. thing. That's, that's what you yeah. say. Yeah, it needs to be good. It needs to be a good game before anything else. And I, I keep saying that, but it's so true. If you want the gaming people to really get into whatever you're whatever you're working on, it has to be good. Some half-baked bullshit that comes out uh, is just not going to appeal to your average gamer. It's going to appeal to your blockchain people, your your Web3 nerds like us. You know, that's fine. But if you want it to be adopted, it has to be a good game that works yeah. well. Because it's, it's what we've been talking about. If you appeal to the crypto space, you're appealing to 1% of the population, maybe less. But if like the real market out there, like if you really want to make profits, if you really want to go mainstream, your game, your dab, has to appeal to people who are not into blockchain. Like all of the, like you said, let's not mention names, but most apps on Hive are targeted, targeted to Hive users. And that's not going to take us anywhere. It's just going to be the same people shouting to each other through another front end or through yeah. another platform. But it's just the same people over and over and over. And that's... Yeah. One of the things that we've been trying to do with Leo Finance, the first step was to approach 
the Hive users. But the next, well, well, it's already this month, but in 15 days, we are going to try to do what most people on Hive don't want to or don't know how to approach, which is to actually try to appeal to a broader audience. And we might not be successful, you know? There's always the possibility that even if you have a great product, people will not adopt it. Yep. That's oftentimes, sadly enough, the case. You have a product that's very good, a project that's very good, and no one pays attention to it. But then you have shit like Shiba Inu coming out. And, you know, you know how the Shiba Inu community is. They're, they're like some fucking cultists. And yeah. they've got like 17 tokens that run their like shitcoin economy. But then you've got things like Hive that are building actual working shit that's very scalable and and very it, it works well. So yeah. Yeah. We only have a couple minutes left before our Zoom expires. Uh what do you want to end on? We got we got a few minutes. Yeah, I I'm I want to plug threads because we didn't really spoke about it. We yeah, we haven't finished uh February with uh, 1,040 users on threads only. So it's probably around 1,200 uh, on Leo Finance in general. Sure. And it's been two days since March began and we are around 115, uh, 415 users on Damn. threads alone. So uh, if things keep going this way, I mean, the first day it was like 320 this uh, like today it was like an extra 100 <clears throat> but if we continue at this pace we might see a 2x i don't want to interrupt but real quick because there's probably going to people that hear, be people that hear this that have no idea what threads is we got two minutes what's your one minute pitch on threads oh it's just Twitter on chain, uh, and I I hate, I, I hate saying that because it's not Twitter on chain. So it's short content, microblogging on, on a blockchain that you are able to monetize while you have fun. And I think that's the main part. It's, it's sending yeah. uh, short content while having fun. The money part is just an extra. It's an added bonus. Yep. And you can access threads at alpha.leofinance.io with your hive wallet and you can microblog you can you can long form post if you want to and speaking of that we do have a, a thread cast uh going live right now and taskmaster's been so shout out to you we we tried this is our first time doing anything like that live so uh, appreciate you if anybody else drops their wax wallet in the comments on this video or in the Threadcast, I'm going to be giving away some NFTs and some GM tokens. Yes, so, and some Leo. Throw in your wax wallet. What's that? And some Leo. We're going to give away some Leo tokens. Yeah. Throw your Just comment. Uh, if you want the wax, throw your wax wallet. If you're, if you're looking for Leo, just comment. Give us a review of the show, maybe a topic for next week. Uh, yeah, I think that's a good place to kill it. Awesome. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, we very much appreciate you. Follow us on Spotify, Cryptoholics with a zero, Crypt Zero Holics. Um, 
We're here every Thursday, 9 p.m. EST. Yeah. Sometimes and on three fun. Yeah, sometimes we're fun. I like to think we were fun. <laughs> yeah. Some other times we just laugh to fill the, the, the empty space. Yeah. So we appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, we'll see you next week. This is to you. See you guys. See you, Phil. Take it easy, buddy. <laughs>